Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter and that is Tara and we are going to talk about Our Boys Season 1. It's not Season 1, it's a mini-series. I do this every week. Uh, it's Episode 5. It's called Shabbat Shalom. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, I have to admit, I did enjoy saying that title. Shabbat Shalom is a very fun phrase to say. Um, <laughs> I'm not a religious person. I have no interest in being religious uh, in, in any way. But the one perk of being Jewish would be able to say things like Shabbat Shalom. Uh, it's, it's got the most fun words of any religious uh, kind of uh, text, I think, from my experience. I don't know if that's true. Experience. Hebrew does sound kind of fun to say. So this episode is very focused. It's, it's all about the infiltration and trying to catch out Yosef and Abishai and anyone else in the, in the vicinity who might point them to who the culprits are with Simon undercover. And that is actually the vast majority of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only a few times where we cut to Hussein um, or anyone else. and uh, Which is both for, for better and worse, I think. Because on the one hand, I think the episode's really nice because it's so tightly focused on this. But on the downside is that Hussein has largely been our favourite part of the show up until this point. So having so little of him... Yeah. Did- you know, it, I felt the yeah, he was kind of missed after the first half an hour. I'm like, oh, I guess this this episode is just going to be about Simon, and I I agree. I went through that thought process of, well, I'm okay with that because I think I need to know hmm. more about him and more about his story that he's going through. But I do really like Hussein. Like he's just been such a great actor, hmm. <laughs> and he's going through all the emotion, the heart, and and that's the the things that you and i have both been connecting to in the series absolutely uh he's been great uh, there's a little bit of him but we'll do his stuff first i guess because it's just a few scenes uh him and uh yeah. his wife uh where uh she opens the the, the evidence bag well the evidence bag that's not quite the right word but you know the, the belongings the possessions that yeah. came back with uh, the body and it's just his phone and he's he's uh like he's uh, it wasn't quite a bracelet but it was a uh, that was a bracelet, I guess, but uh, you know, it looks like one. Um, and she looks, and it's you know, got the I love Toto on the phone, and she eventually sort of sneaks a look at the at, at some of the messages on there, and looks at this video. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is a horrible time to ask you a question. Um, but <laughs> uh, did this confirm to us that Toto was actually a woman uh, based on that video? Um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I suggest I got as well. I, I think we all assumed Toto uh, was a guy. But maybe that was literally just because they, they just suggested right before we heard that name that he might be gay. Right, but I think we did also discuss this in a previous episode about whether or not he was actually gay at the end of one of them. Because another one oh, just saw on a Facebook group that he supported like some kind of gay rights movement or something oh yeah we absolutely talked about that but we were still unclear if to what if he actually was or not like sure the, the fact that it spread might be like just made up but is he actually gay at the center of this you know yeah. is, that, is that something and honestly uh th- th- this seems to suggest otherwise uh just from mm-hmm. this this glimpse um you know this girl's try to teach him dance moves or whatever uh who lives in istanbul and you know it, 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 so and his wife you know not not, not <laughs> Uh, Hussein's wife, not not Mohammed's wife. Yeah, the mother of yes. Mohammed uh, is watching this and is kind of you know just crying because she's sort of learning something about her son, something that was important to her son that she never knew before, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of a sweet moment. But she's hiding it from Hussein, who's asleep, because he was insistent that we should not open the bag. And I think this episode, and in a lot of ways, they're, they're small portions, is very much him kind of 
struggling to maybe starting to understand how his wife feels about this even though obviously we've seen him go through a turmoil himself but yeah. he, he's not he's not really stopped to try and consider how she's coping with this or how she's feeling this you know he's angry that she's locked the door at one point and then later on comes in with the phone and says hey the president <laughs> wants to speak to you right um, well we didn't really see hussein outside of the scenes with him and his wife in this episode it's all mm. this is mostly about his his wife and the mother of muhammad Yes, whose yeah. name I checked before and then immediately forgot. So Sue has uh, her name. Uh, apologies for that. Um, <laughs> immediately forgot her name as soon as we started talking. But she, yeah, it's all about her. It's about, it's about her coping with this. And she's definitely had much less to do than he has. She's always kind of been this minor plot point while he's had all the real dramatic <laughs> stuff. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's Tara, Tara's bodily functions are just completely breaking down uh, this episode. Um, so, but it was a nice... It was, a, it, was a, it was a that was a nice uh, scene I thought is where she's just like doesn't want to speak to the president and then does it because okay I guess I have to but as soon as she hangs up she's like I don't want to talk to anyone I'm not happy that he's taught, said something nice to me I don't care what the president thinks about this and he he's very kind of like oh but he's, he's going to like put a nice statement and we're going to catch who did this you know he's and he's not like super he's, he's not like I'm, I said that as if he's in a happy mood but he's not he's still clearly grieving his son but uh, he's he's been very kind of pragmatic. And he's been very he's, kind of he's focused. He's much angrier now. Yeah. Where she's... Now that the uh, grieving part is, I guess, not over, but, like, the funeral happened. And mm. now he's just about... He he also has, like, vengeance on the mind. Like, he wants the... He wants whoever did this to Muhammad to be caught, of course. And that's the only thing he's concerned about. It's almost, it's almost as if uh, vengeance and the need for it is merely just something to focus on to ignore your own pain. Uh, sure. The idea that he he was you know, he he was in a similar boat with 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 uh, Suha earlier on in the sense that he didn't you know he was clearly not interested in the rioting or the violence or anything like that. On that though, we'll move on. We'll move on to the main plot of the episode, which is very much Simon infiltrating uh, you know the, the this, this 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 specific Jewish community uh, on the Sabbath, and he's pretending to be a soldier um, who is stationed there because they're expecting trouble because of the because of the murder and he is um you know kind of you know he's staring at yosef at one point and yosef you know starts talking to him and you almost think that they've been very specific as to the 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 the, the, the disguise they've given him the idea that oh he's a soldier he may actually be more open to my more extreme views uh mm-hmm. than you know someone you know someone else that's random or, or whatever um uh, and of course, uh, one one of uh, his relatives or the rabbi sort of jumps in and offers him a place to eat that night instead. And I, this was a funny scene just because we, we keep cutting back to the rest of the yeah. uh, his team who are watching, like you know, because obviously he's wearing they a bug. They were so excited. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're getting into his house tonight, and then it's like this other guy's like, no, 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 you're coming with me first. You're gonna go to him tomorrow, and like, shit. And then we have to <laughs> listen to this household all night, which does not seem as promising. Uh, they, they they try and like the 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 young the younger cop uh oh, sorry the good looking one he tries mm-hmm. to kind of like almost convince himself that they've they've heard something useful during this whole dinner scene because the rabbi at one point and then there's like a Russian guy who's like kind of an extended part of the family who is kind of saying things that are a little extreme but uh, as Simon it's just that the things that he's saying is from a very like matter of fact point of view. Yeah, it's it's very reactionary. It's like somebody who has zero empathy trying to explain the situation. 
Yeah, it's stupid camera. It's very reactionary. It's kind of like as Simon puts it, because when Simon, because Simon doesn't stay overnight with him. Simon, like you know, the idea is that he's got like a post to go back to in, in the night. So when Simon comes back and he's talking to him, he's like, "No, like everything they said in there is a sort of thing that some of my family might even say. You know, that they, they feel this right. way. They're reacting to the news, but that doesn't make them the killers. It doesn't make them uh, the extremists." Um, right. They're just trying to. They're, they're trying to make connections to things that whether or not they're there. I do I do love his uh, his cover. He's he, you know his uh, regular job is that he's a uh, an AC uh, you know installer. He installs people's air conditioning, um, and a couple of them don't quite believe him because one one of the people you know in the surveillance room uh, speaks Russian and is like they don't believe him. They're they're, they're calling bullshit in this air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought they were going to start asking him all these questions, and they kind of try to at one point, but the, the conversation kind of veers. Yeah, I mean, at one point the Russian guy is comparing the the type of like detective agency that he's in, that Simon's in, mm. versus like the KGB, and it's a little suspicious. Like maybe he's bringing it up because he suspects that Simon is part of that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, were you uh, were you at all just like had this feeling of like uh, the KGP? Yes, comrade. We're back to we're back to a little bit of Chernobyl. Um. <laughs> but, that the warm embrace of the KGP. The warm no. embrace of the KGB. Um, <laughs> does the KGB still technically exist? Is that still what they call it in Russia? Um, I want to say yes. I was just wondering. I've never, I've really thought about it. I feel like no one really talks about the KGB ever since uh, the fall of the Soviet Union. But, but, but that may just be me and my not paying attention. Well, does it? <laughs> I mean, I thought it. I thought it did. It's still like their their main like secret service or no, I'm like not. spy headquarters. It's still the KGB. KGB, yeah. Um, Isn't it in the Mission Impossible movies? <laughs> um, Those are post-Soviet Union. No, I think it's still active because it gives me a list of what they had before the KGB and there's nothing for after it. So I presume that means that they're still active. Okay. So there you go. Uh, for, for for the record, there's been like several before. The one right before, because the KGB was founded apparently in 54. The one right before was the MGB. The one before that... Uh, which only lasted three years was the NKGB. The one before that was the NKVD. The one before that was the OGPU. And then the first one was the GPU, which is really funny to me because that's a graphics processing unit uh, these days. But uh, <laughs> they've been through a lot of acronyms. Uh, I, I do what I think it is. I think they found the acronym that's right for them and they don't want to let it go. They're like, no, the KGB sounds good. It sounds good. I mean, it is a pretty cool sounding acronym. It is. Yes. But I don't approve of what they do. Well, of course, yes. I don't, no one suggested otherwise. Admittedly, though, <laughs> uh, you can't uh, make a nice fun shirt out of it like you can the, uh, the FBI with the boob inspector. Uh, uh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, class, classic and classy. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, uh, so... Yeah, this scene goes on for a little while and there's a bit back and forth and it's kind of Simon just kind of trying to remain undercover and not finding out much if anything the, the, the greater purpose of this scene is that he actually starts getting a lot more honest because the, the, the other cops know, know, know that he's he's telling them true things about himself even though he's using a fake name he's mm. actually using his brother's name so he's not even using like a really distant name he's uh 
but he he starts you know he mentions his mum he talks about his how his mum's living with him and how he doesn't want to put in an old folks home even though we know he's doing that but of course by the end of the episode he calls his brother and says no you know what she can come back with me tomorrow it's fine um you know it's almost like he in talking with uh, like a jewish family maybe something that he's not really done in this way in a long time he kind of it reinvigorates his sense of his of right or, or familial bonds perhaps so, you know maybe the praise that the rabbi gives him for for looking maybe, after his mom maybe he he just genuinely is looking for some advice yeah maybe. and uh is too like far from what he used to be like he doesn't seem to take the religion um personally anymore it seems to be just a professional study for him now yeah because even when he calls maybe, his... maybe he's just confused by this whole situation like being so removed from it i mean even when he calls his brother later on to uh, to tell you know to say about his mum, he does you know also say he's going to give his yamaka back uh which you know because because it did feel like you know now because at that point in the episode he's kind of like succeeded he's he's finished the job the undercover job and it's almost like okay now that that's done like, the yamaka is getting folded up right. and going in the pocket because he's done but also he does take his mom like he agrees to he says, "No, mom will stay with me. She's not going to an old folks' home." Yeah, no, and, that's why. That's what I mean. Which is when I what the other rabbi said would would praise him for saying that's what a good yeah. That, that's what I mean by saying this scene. This, this scene at the dinner table was more about Simon's character, really. Even though it's it's framed around the idea of them all listening in and trying to like catch them out in a in a incriminating statement. Ultimately, mm-hmm. the actual thing that comes out of it is really just Simon's own growth and what he's going through. Um, because he does get very personal, bizarrely. Um, yeah. but, but of course, it's the next day when he actually goes to Yosef's uh, house, and he also meets um, Avishai as well, um, a, a few times. Because uh, Avishai doesn't wait up to go uh, with the family; he actually just goes straight to. Um, and my computer's doing something. Hold on, go away. Thank you. Uh, he doesn't. You know, he he just goes straight to Yosef's house. He doesn't like go with them. Uh, to the synagogue or anything like that he he um you know he's very distant he's very clearly very troubled by something that he's going through which we were talking about a lot about last episode and we also talked a lot last episode about uh, how he and even yosef might be red herrings and honestly by the end of this episode yosef especially feels uh fairly fairly you know implicated Um, Uh, yeah i think so um, they could still, I think they could still swerve us with Avishay, but their logic for for arresting Avishay at the end of the episode is pretty sound, you know, based on everything they get throughout yeah, this. Yeah, and I, I am also more convinced that it's not a red herring that this is yeah. truly the people who are involved. I suppose in a weird it, way, we were silly to think there was red herrings because it's actually, you know, it's it's not a fictional story; it's a story that's, you know, based on real things. So. I guess it would be silly to have red herrings. Well, I mean, it's it's not if something happens to them and they were falsely convicted. You know? No? Yeah. I mean, well, it's a true story, so maybe yeah. something happens to them and true, because true. they were falsely convicted. Yeah, okay, they, they could have been natural red herrings, I guess what you're saying, where they actually were mistakenly arrested. and Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it could be, I suppose it could have been done that, yeah. Um, but there's no reason for them because if they're assuming the audience knows the general story of this, there's no reason for them to try and like trick us or make us think anything, you know. So, 
Um, but yeah, so he tries to talk to Abishai and says, you know, if you need a friend to talk to, someone who is, is something of a stranger, something, someone that you can be honest with because you don't know them that well, you know, I'm here for you kind of thing. Um, and then next day, you know, Abishai just goes, just goes to Yosef's house and sleeps. Uh, he, you know, he leaves everyone else. He's not comfortable sleeping there. And uh, he takes a, uh, an acceptance of silence, he calls it. Uh, basically, a veil of silence where he's, he's not speaking to anyone. And obviously bad for for interrogation and you know surveillance purposes, but uh, he he's he's doing this. And when Simon goes home with Yosef uh, and they're having dinner or whatever, um, Avishai does come down for the meal. But you know when when Simon first goes up and you know Yosef's very proud of his house. He's talking about his recliners and he's how he's he's bought them from China. He's very excited. All the way from China. Very excited about the whole thing. Uh, but again they're sitting down and they're at dinner and it's a very different dinner scene from the one from the previous night um where there are some implicating things that are said where uh, there's glances and simon kind of intentionally provokes a reaction out of them by mentioning some of the footage that he's seen uh, of the the kidnappers and murderers now obviously at this point it's not actually online because we see that we see the other guys post it so it's basically as soon as he said this okay put it put it on social media like do it now uh, mm-hmm. so that they can see it themselves later and uh he's he's got and a... i think they've taken over like a, a text like a texting um conversation that that yosef mm. is already having with a friend yeah well to, like send him the videos like yeah. send it directly to him yeah um I wasn't actually. I actually wasn't sure if that was uh, something they've taken over, or if he's he's just he thinks he's just texting with Simon, you know, or Simon's alias, uh, just because of the way that he was mm. um, like, oh, I've got something I want to tell you, because that that was where it got really incriminating, is when he's like sneak texting during the Sabbath, and he's um, there's something I really want to tell you. Uh, oh, was that just with Simon? I, I think so, because I, I think the whole idea is, is that he's he's sort of learned to. to and in a very short space of time, he's like he's found someone that he thinks he can trust that he wants to, like mm, he wants to, he I wants see. to brag essentially and be like, hey. I think one of the more uh, one of the more things like oh these guys really did do it scenes in that or lines in that scene was when um, they were like quoting text mm. and they said um, or something about like um, if somebody does this to our people then it's okay for retribution in a certain type of way and then another kid just says or burned mm-hmm. and you're like ooh and there's all a lot of moments as well that. like like the burning is justified yeah there's a, a lot of moments as well as like Yosef's wife says you know whoever did this isn't a real Jew and there's just, there's just a, there's like a little cut to Yosef reacting to that line so clearly the wife doesn't mm-hmm. know um but it's just little moments like that it's like yeah he seems like he's the one like he and he's not guilty yeah. about it he ha- he's quite proud of what he did right she's just oblivious to his <laughs> i don't know sins <laughs> they come up with this idea that whoever he calls when they're trying to cover this up that if he calls two people then they can take them in as well and he calls avishay one little dude and one of the old nephews and they are and they they are told to burn the clothes they were wearing that night, and it's under the guise of the because uh, the the word he uses again this is like code for the phone call just in case they're being listened to. Uh, he I can't remember the word he uses, but it's like it's not not suitable for Jews to wear because of the uh, the wool and uh, whatever. Right. Um, it's made with animals or instead of cotton or something. Yeah, but the 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 impression I got though is that while he's saying that, that's just code for no burn those clothes because right. Plus, burn is 
um, pretty extreme, I think. You can just throw them away or donate yeah. them. The, the fact he wants them to be burned is another key. Yeah. And while the first nephew does answer and pres- presumably does this straight away because he's been told to, Avishay does not answer. Avishay, at this point, has made his way back to the school. Uh, his guilt over what he's done uh, seems to be driving him back to the safety of what he was doing before, uh, to, to be more devout, to sort of like really you know, throw himself headfirst into that life and mm-hmm. kind of forget his transgressions. But of course he is arrested at the end of the episode, as is Yosef and everyone else. Because there's, there's a moment where Yosef's wife is like panicking and uh, the lady cop like sort of grabs her and like, you know, he takes off her, her mask and is like, no, 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 like we're not going to hurt you, we're not going to hurt you, but you know, we're here for him. Um, yeah. So, uh, and the final shot is actually really nice because it's, um, it's Simon back in the command center looking at the screen and it's just, and I knew it was going to do it because they're arresting Avishay, but the, the, the way to cut when Avishay just happens to look right at the camera. So he's essentially looking right at Simon and that's where right. he cuts. So what I'm looking forward to is I assume there's going to be a point next episode where Simon goes in to interrogate them and they realize who, who he's been. And I think that might be, <laughs> make for some fun reactions. Right. Plus, uh, I think Avishay is probably the the one who feels the the safest because he's taken the vow of silence and he even sort of took it when um, Simon was around him. So he hasn't really said very much, but yeah, not the other guys. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's also the most guilty though. Just, just the way he's acting the way, you know, in terms of he feels guilty. Uh, right. And actually Simon w- thought that that suspicion was more about mm. him just having the fear of whether or not to go through with going back to the school and the depression that he's going through. It seemed, according to Simon, he seemed, it seemed unrelated. Yeah. Uh, so he, it, I mean, it's actually the first time I think we've seen Simon just be outright wrong about something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I do like the idea that it was Avishay that he was wrong about because Avishay, because, you know, because we had him as a main character in episode one, we didn't jump to, oh, he's one of the culprits who did this. It wasn't until they kind of hinted at it a couple of episodes later. Right, and then even I had doubts too afterward, like, which is what we were discussing earlier about yeah, we, the red herrings. We, yeah, we were thinking maybe red herrings. So yeah, even even we were after having the hints, we're like, yeah, maybe maybe no, maybe <laughs> it's just his life right now. That's all mm-hmm. it is. Uh, but no, so no, the episode the episode was solid. Episode solid. Episode two still reigns king. Pretty though. tense, I thought. Yeah, uh, I think episode two is still the king, and I mean, well, it, we we really like Hussein and his. Just the, I, we need to learn the name of the actors because he's incredible. Yeah, I mean, nothing has to top it. The show will still be a success if it's just this good till the end. But if oh it, yeah, if oh, it, I'm so engaged. But if it happens to top episode two at any point, then we'll be we'll be over the moon for that episode. <laughs> yeah, over the moon. I agree. I really liked. Um, I really liked all the emotion that was in this one too from from the mother because we haven't really had her too much. She's been so catatonic since the events that happened, and this mm. was a really personal episode for her. Even though there, she was in just a short amount of, of scenes. Like the 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 different type of grieving she's going through versus Hussein, who's been so involved and in, with the police, and now he's on camera all the time and trying to bring her into the spotlight. And she's she's oh she's over all this now because her son's already dead. It's like what what more can happen that's good from this, mm. you know? By it's not like before where people were like trying to find her son. Now it's he's been found, and I just need to move on. And it's a uh, I, I really like those moments a lot with her. 
Yeah, it's not a happy show. Uh, it does kind of feel like everything... Like, there's very few characters in this that could have something of a happy ending. Like, you know, we're going to get to a point where, like... I can't see this yeah. feeling anything other than Simon. maybe Simon, but I, I can't I can't imagine this show ending in any way that doesn't feel like just a tragedy from start to finish. Like that that's what this story is. Mm-hmm. It's a tragedy. It's a warning sign. Uh, it's, it's right. All these things. And now I mean, we spent so much time with that mob in the first like two or three episodes, and now the mob is going to have names attached to um, the culprits who mm-hmm. who burned him, who burned Mohammed. So. I suspect that's going to cause a lot of dangerous, you know, situations for even the the three guys who are arrested. Yeah, I wonder if that's something. I don't know that, how safe they are, you yeah, know. Yeah, I wonder how uh, quickly that gets out. Like, I wonder if they they're able to keep it under under wraps for a while, so it's maybe not next episode that the the public find out. Is it leaked? Mm-hmm. Is that a plot point maybe. we get to? I, I don't know, but um, uh, curious to see how that how that plays out. Um, right, and we've seen like the media already go off the rails in the show yeah so what they're going to do now that they have names too yeah the media is such a double-edged sword you know that like for, for every good bit of honest journalism that we need as the public there's fear-mongering and you know propaganda yeah. i don't know like it it's, it's a frustrating world yeah it's frustrating yeah, remember world. this girl from this childhood television series i'll never guess what she looks like now all those stuff <laughs> <laughs> I was th- I was thinking more uh, serious political things, but sure, yeah, those are annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you know the phrase I associate with clickbait? It's uh, uh, it's like they'll ask a question or or whatever. They'll ask a question, and I'll be like, "You won't believe the answer." You know, they'll, right. they'll end it with that, and I'm like, "Oh god!" If I see that, I'm just like, "Oh, I just want, I just wanted like, I I can't physically burn your website, but I want to just know that I want to." <laughs> I want to print out yeah. every web page just so I could throw it in a fireplace. <laughs> Worth the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> actually, I shouldn't say that. The Amazon is burning. We're in need of trees. <laughs> Amazon. I haven't uh, followed up on that to see how it's due. Like, if the fires were contained or not. So depressing. But I think it's just old news now. The news moves so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one tragedy after another, but let's not bog ourselves down. Um, I know. Let's not bog ourselves down. Uh, so that has been episode five uh, of, of Our Boys. Uh, you know, I'd love to say that, you know, obviously a lot of what we talk about in our TV and movie reviews and things like that, a lot of it is about escapism. Um, that's not really quite the case in this this one because it is a true story about a very real thing. Uh, no, but I, I definitely want to learn. Like, I'm, I'm really in, into this a lot. Well, it's... T- I mean, we've had a couple of great shows from HBO this year, and I think this mm-hmm. is another one that's going to be added to the list. So oh, far, yeah. we're halfway done. Yeah, we're exactly halfway through. Uh, ten episodes, this is five down. I, You know, it's funny. I, I think, you know, as much as I say a lot of what we do is escapism, I think one of the things that I love about uh, cinema and love about uh, storytelling is the things I learn from them, even though the, the plot is effectively nonsense. You know, one of the things I love about science fiction, for example, we do a sci-fi movie podcast called The Ace. You can check it out. It's out every week. A uh, little plug. Um, but one of the things <laughs> I love about science fiction, just any type of storytelling, is is just... Like, I, I like it's funny. It's going to sound like a really weird thing to say. It's going to sound like a really cheesy, nerdy thing to say. But in a weird way... Like, I feel like what some people get from religion I got from movies growing up, where I feel like a lot of 
like from the stuff there's obviously some stuff you just get from your parents naturally you know learning right from wrong but i feel it i feel like those moral things that i learned probably more from movies than i did from any real people well i mean movies teach you empathy they, they do put, they literally put you in someone else's shoes yeah that's that's what i love about it i love that you you feel empathy for people that you can never yeah you've never been never met someone like that before you've maybe never been in that sort of situation um mm-hmm. it makes you reconsider uh maybe sides of arguments you never would have because you you see maybe how it works or, or you see the emotional effect on someone and um yeah. and, and part of doing a story like this which is based on a true story is that it can hopefully make both sides of the conflict uh empathize with each other and then for the rest of the world um empathize with with what's going on and uh hopefully we all feel a little bit closer as, as people at the end of it and are willing to try and not not escalate things uh, and be understanding. Uh, well said. Yes. I, I didn't mean to go down a deep statement at the end of this review, but um, sometimes that's just where life takes us. So uh, <laughs> that is that has been episode five of, of Our Boys. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode six. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe. You can rate the audio feed, the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast from. Uh, you can give us five stars. Helps more people find out our, find out our reviews and things. Uh, it's a really weird list of because obviously the almost cancelled audio feed uh Obviously, it's usually rotating through a few shows at any given time. Uh, right now, it's a really weird mix of Our Boys, The Righteous Gemstones, and uh, The Occasional Too Old to Die Young. It's a really weird mix of things. Um, <laughs> it's like the, the least mainstream the feed has ever been. Um, and then we've also got our almost cancelled Netflix reviews feed that you may want to check out. Obviously, all the TV reviews are on YouTube, all sorted in these playlists and everything else. So go and check out that. Uh, you can support everything we do, though, financially. Tara, how can they do that? You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And even donating as little as a dollar per month will get you a bunch of bonus features, including bonus episodes of The Ace, some shows you get a week early. Um, really helps us out. You can check it out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I love how you phrased that as bonus features. You made me think that there's like a, a making of, like, <laughs> a making behind of the scenes. behind the scenes of the Ace episode one. It's just it's just footage of us sitting like talking about what we had for dinner like before we started. <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> uh. Your one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but yeah, go check out Patriot and um, check out other content we have. Obviously, all the TV reviews, movie podcasts, and things, um, all, all worth having a look. Uh, but uh, and uh, we mentioned Chernobyl. Go check out our Chernobyl reviews. Uh, episodes one and two are me and Connor, and Connor was kind of a downer about it. He didn't like it that much because he's weird. And then Tara joined for episodes three, four, and five, and those are much better and more positive and happy. Uh, so much more deserving of the chernobyl series much more deserving um and i tried to be as positive as i could in the first couple but Kara was being a miserable sod so even i'm more positive than three four and five because tara just lifted the spirits <laughs> of the whole thing uh so go go check out uh our cheery reviews of chernobyl um <laughs> which was that was supposed to sound silly because it's about chernobyl but yeah it's, yeah. it's pretty uh, dire it's a pretty dire experience yes but very tense uh so uh go check out those uh but that's us thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla <laughs>